surgical specimen management in the preanalytic phase, perioperative nursing implications, by Tabitha Kinlaw and Don Whiteside. Abstract. Surgical specimen management is an important responsibility of perioperative nurses and is essential to the provision of safe, quality patient care. Errors related to surgical specimen management can lead to a variety of negative consequences for patients and personnel. Unfortunately, surgical specimen management errors can and do occur, particularly during the preanalytic phase, and thus are a major perioperative patient safety concern. The overall management process for various surgical specimens is essentially the same, requiring a multifaceted, multidisciplinary, standardized method that includes specimen identification, labeling, collection, handling, transferring, containing, and transporting. For perioperative nurses to advocate for their patients and help ensure effective surgical specimen management, effective communication among care team members is imperative, along with a culture of safety that focuses on the minimization of distractions and an increased awareness of opportunities for errors. Various errors can occur with specimen management during operative and other invasive procedures. Researchers categorize surgical specimen errors according to three phases of the specimen management process. Preanalytic, that is, the time the specimen is in the OR and is transported to the pathology department. Analytic, that is, the time from when pathology department personnel receive the specimen through specimen analysis. And postanalytic, that is, the time from specimen analysis to the reporting of results. See Figure 1. Most surgical specimen errors occur during the preanalytic phase and are preventable. This article focuses on surgical specimen errors occurring during the preanalytic phase and discusses different types of errors and their effects, factors that contribute to these errors, guidelines for surgical specimen management, and strategies for error prevention. Surgical Specimen Errors Different types of errors that may occur during the preanalytic phase of surgical specimen management are listed in sidebar 1. All errors are further classified as follows. Near misses, that is, there was potential for harm, but no harm occurred. Adverse events, that is, the error caused inconvenience or harm to the patient. And reportable sentinel events, that is, the error caused significant harm to the patient. Specimen errors impair the delivery of safe, quality patient care. Even one error can produce a multitude of effects and have potentially devastating consequences. See sidebar 2. Surgical specimen misidentification can result in increased morbidity, mortality, and health care costs. Specimens that are labeled incorrectly create opportunities for one patient's specimen to be confused with another. A prospective study of data from 69 hospitals found that specimens were misidentified in 2.9% of procedures. All of the errors occurred during the preanalytic phase. 2.3% were requisition form errors, and 1.2% were container labeling errors. Factors that contribute to surgical specimen errors include 1. A lack of standardization for collection and processing. 2. Process variations and workarounds. 3. Knowledge deficits related to lack of competence and education.
4. Incomplete policies and procedures, for example, no chain of custody. 5. Environmental factors, such as distractions, for example, music, ancillary conversations, traffic in the OR, interruptions, for example, pagers' phone calls, and emergencies. And 6. Human factors, for example, poor communication, incomplete handovers, inattentiveness, and fatigue. These contributing factors may cause unintended slips, for example, placing an incorrect label on a container, placing a specimen in the wrong preservative, lapses or omissions, for example, missing a letter when writing a patient's name, forgetting to label a specimen container, or conscious mistakes, for example, choosing to disregard a policy, procedure, or best practice. Of these contributing factors, slips and lapses occur most frequently. Process standardization, therefore, is a central component of effective surgical specimen management. Because workarounds and process variations can pose hazards, reducing these by implementing standard policies and procedures is important to mitigate risks. Perioperative leaders also should address human and environmental factors. Efficiency is important, but never at the expense of patient safety. Surgical specimen errors can take an emotional toll on the healthcare providers who commit them. Perioperative staff members should feel empowered to be assertive and speak up to prevent errors from occurring. Surgical Specimen Management The AORN, Guideline for Specimen Management, states that Accurate specimen management requires effective multidisciplinary communication, minimized distractions, and awareness of the potential opportunities for error. The following is a summary of recommended practices for specimen management, including individualized plans of care, identification and labeling, collection and handling, transfer from the sterile field, containment, preservation and transport, documentation in the operative record, and management of unique surgical specimens. Individualized Plans of Care Specimen management is a vital component of individualizing a patient's care plan. Structured specimen management and attention to each patient's unique needs allow the perioperative nurse to improve processes and efficiency, decrease and prevent errors, and ensure all the individual needs of the patient are met. When developing an intraoperative plan of care that includes specimen management, the perioperative nurse should consider 1. Advanced communication with pathology personnel, for example, for a frozen section. 2. The requirements for specimen collection and handling, for example, keeping specimens moist while on the sterile field. 3. A transfer method that maintains sterile technique. 4. Use of proper personal protective equipment. 5. The container size and type of preservation solution. 6. Specimen transport needs, for example, availability of personnel. 7. The terminal disposition of the specimen, for example, disposal or return to patient after cleaned and autoclaved. And 8. Documentation requirements, for example, notation of the location of markers or suture tags that provide specimen orientation for the pathologist. 
The perioperative nurse also should assess cultural, religious, and personal patient preferences preoperatively to determine any special specimen needs. For example, saving amputated limbs to be buried with a patient when he or she dies. The nurse should follow the institution's policies and procedures when addressing patients' requests for non-traditional surgical specimen management. For example, a patient wanting to take home his or her gallstones. The perioperative nurse should discuss the surgical specimen management plan with the OR team during the preoperative briefing and timeout to promote and ensure effective communication, thereby reducing the likelihood of a specimen error. Identification and Labeling The AORN, Guideline for Specimen Management, describes specimen identification and labeling as the process of relaying characteristics of a sample by affixing this information to the container holding the sample. To label a patient's specimen correctly, the RN circulator should first confirm the identification information for the patient in the OR matches the patient's specimen identification labels. Patient labels should be computer-generated to avoid misspellings and other errors associated with handwritten labels. One study investigated various causes of mislabeled specimens and the interventions employed to reduce errors when labeling specimens. The study found that the use of two unique patient identifiers, which commonly included the patient's name and date of birth, significantly helped to reduce errors. The Joint Commission's National Patient Safety Goals and the College of American Pathologists also highlight the importance of accurate patient identification via the use of two patient identifiers. Accurate patient identification plays a crucial role in patient safety, and accurate labeling of specimens is essential to ensure patients receive a correct diagnosis and correct subsequent treatment. Surgical specimen site identification confirms the location of tissue or body substance removed from the patient and sent to pathology for examination. Site identification also includes markers made on the specimen, for example, indelible ink, suture tags, that the RN circulator should document on the container label, on the requisition form, and in the patient's chart. To assist in proper confirmation of specimen site identification, the surgeon should label photographs of dermatologic lesions with the patient's identifiers and display them in the procedure room. Such photographs depict physical features and anatomical landmarks that help facilitate proper identification. The RN circulator should confirm the specimen's identification with the surgeon using a write-down readback technique and with the scrub person using a readback and visual confirmation technique. That is, the scrub person sees the label on the specimen container before he or she transfers the specimen from the sterile field. Confirmation should occur again during the debriefing at the end of the procedure. Specimen labels should include the following. 1. Patient identifiers, for example, name, date of birth, medical record number. 2. Date and time. 3. Specimen source and laterality, if applicable. 4. Type of tissue. 5. Biohazard information. And 6. Any applicable chemical preservation information. The RN circulator should use dark indelible ink to fill out the labels. The RN circulator should remove any unused patient labels from the OR and discard them at the end of each procedure to prevent future mislabeling of specimens.
Collection and Handling Specimen collection is the act of obtaining a specimen from a patient. Specimen handling is holding, containing, transporting, or altering a specimen. Collecting and handling specimens correctly in a way that preserves specimen integrity is imperative to protect specimens from becoming compromised. After the surgeon removes the specimen from the patient, that is collection, the scrub person should sequester, identify, and closely monitor it on the sterile field. He or she should keep the specimen moist, for example, by wrapping a saline-soaked radiopaque laparotomy sponge around it, until transferring it from the sterile field to the specimen container because air exposure can desiccate tissue. The scrub person should not place the specimen on a dry absorbent surface because the specimen may adhere to the surface and result in lost portions of resected margins. The scrub person should vigilantly monitor the specimen to prevent loss or compromise. Transfer from the sterile field. Specimen transfer is the act of relocating a specimen from the sterile field to a containment device. The surgical team should strive to maintain the integrity of the specimen during transfer. The scrub person should transfer specimens using sterile technique to prevent microbial contamination. He or she should not crush, twist, or damage the tissue to help safeguard the cellular structure of the specimen. The RN circulator should use standard precautions when accepting specimens from the sterile field. The scrub person should transfer specimens to the RN circulator as soon as possible, with surgeon approval, to reduce the risk of compromising the integrity of the specimen. Delay in transferring the specimen could lead to misplacement of the specimen. The scrub person may transfer a limb by placing the limb on a flat surface that has been covered with a sterile drape. Verifying patient and specimen identification also is an important part of transferring the specimen from the sterile field. Containment, Preservation, and Transport Containment consists of securing the specimen in a receptacle for storage and transport to prevent damage or loss. Containers should be leak and puncture-proof and large enough to fully secure the specimen and any preservative fluids. Proper containment is essential to prevent personnel exposure to blood, other body fluids, or other potentially infectious materials. Preservation is protecting a specimen's morphology by minimizing the loss of molecular components into solution and preventing decomposition and autolysis. Many specimens are placed in sterile normal saline or an approved chemical preservative during containment. The RN circulator always should confirm with the surgeon the need for preservatives or chemical additives in the specimen container because some may compromise the specimen. Aqueous formalin is a commonly used chemical preservative that is a potent allergen, mutagen, and carcinogen. Vapors from formalin are toxic to the respiratory tract and can burn the eyes and cause liver toxicity. Perioperative leaders should ensure there is adequate ventilation in areas where personnel handle formalin. Perioperative personnel should not store formalin in the OR because it is flammable. It is imperative that perioperative staff members wear gloves and splash guards or shields when handling formalin. To prevent splashing, they should refrain from dropping the specimen into a pre-filled container of formalin. Instead, the orange circulator should add the formalin to the container after specimen transfer. 
Specimen transport workflows differ according to the facility and type of specimen. For example, some facilities may require perioperative personnel to place specimens in a holding area for pathology personnel to retrieve them. Others may require perioperative personnel to bring the specimen directly to the pathology laboratory. Personnel should ensure preservation of specimen integrity while protecting themselves from exposure when transporting the specimen to the perioperative specimen holding area or laboratory. Perioperative and laboratory personnel should communicate to establish consistent laboratory pickup times and the procedure for transporting specimens during off-shifts or when the laboratory is closed. Documentation in the Operative Record Intraoperative documentation serves as the legal record of care delivered. Thus, the perioperative nurse should ensure proper documentation related to surgical specimen management according to facility policies and regulatory and accrediting agencies. For example, documenting the use of two patient identifiers. According to the AORN, Guideline for Specimen Management, documentation should be accurate, complete, legible, and include the following. 1. Patient identification. 2. Specimen identification. 3. Additional information pertinent to the specimen or source, for example, location of suture tags. 4. Pathology examination required, for example, gross only, frozen section. 5. Final disposition of tissue and explanted devices. 6. Requests for special handling, for example, return of explanted orthopedic hardware. 7. Date and time of specimen collection. 8. Physician identification and contact information. And 9. Perioperative RN identification. There are two main documentation components for specimens, intraoperative documentation, for example, in the electronic health record, and specimen processing and analysis documentation, for example, requisition forms, laboratory analysis. The surgeon should review and verify the documentation that accompanies the specimen, for example, requisition form, and acknowledge its accuracy and completeness. Management of Unique Surgical Specimens There are specific protocols for handling and processing certain types of specimens. Facility policies should determine specific handling of any specimens removed from the operative patient, including disposition, for example, donated for research, disposed of through waste management. Perioperative nurse leaders should ensure that instructions are available for perioperative staff members for special handling of unique specimens. Cultures Bacterial specimens require anaerobic or anaerobic culture. For collection of an aerobic or anaerobic culture, the surgeon will need a sterile culture tube that usually contains a swab inside and a breakable capsule at the bottom to release fixative after the specimen has been obtained. The best aseptic practice is for the RN circulator to hold the tube while the sterile scrub person removes the swab and then places it back into the tube after the surgeon has swabbed the tissue. The RN circulator should immediately send anaerobic cultures to the microbiology laboratory because room air can kill the anaerobes. If fluid needs to be sent for cytology, for example, cell washings, urine, the surgeon may aspirate the fluid using a syringe with or without a needle. 
The orange circulator may transfer the fluid into a sterile container or send it to the laboratory in the syringe. If sending a syringe, the orange circulator should remove the needle, place a sterile cap on the end of the syringe, and send it to the laboratory immediately. Breast Specimens Breast cancer and needle localization specimens should be handled in a manner to preserve the molecular and genetic signatures of the specimen. Delays in specimen fixation can result in a decreased ability to detect breast biomarkers, for example, estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, in the sample, which serve as measures of prognosis or predict whether a patient will respond to a particular therapy. The excision to fixation time of breast cancer specimens should be less than one hour, and the RN circulator should record both times in the operative record. The scrub person should be vigilant about keeping excised breast cancer specimens moist until transferring them from the sterile field, and should not place them on anything dry or absorbent to prevent adherence of tissue to other surfaces, which could result in lost margins. Forensic Specimens The organized management of surgical specimens identified as forensic evidence is especially important during the chaos and confusion that often characterizes a criminal act and its subsequent investigation. Checklists and protocols are beneficial in these situations because they streamline procedures into a well-defined sequence of actions, thereby decreasing the potential for human error. Complete and meticulous documentation is imperative. Perioperative personnel should follow the facility's chain-of-custody procedure for forensic specimens and potentially related evidence, for example, bullets. A chain of custody is the documentation of a chronological sequence of events that can be used to illustrate the possession, control, transfer, analysis, and disposition of any potential forensic evidence. Perioperative personnel should ensure that forensic specimens are always in the secure possession of a responsible party, and that investigators can verify that secure location via the specimen documentation. When a patient has multiple wounds, perioperative personnel should keep the evidence from each wound separate. The surgical team should not manipulate bullets and embedded blades with metal instruments because they may scratch the surfaces of the objects. Additionally, blades and bullets should not be wiped. After the surgeon removes the metal evidence, for example bullets, from the patient, the scrub person should transfer the objects to a non-metal container and the RN circulator should place the container in a sealed evidence envelope. Explanted Orthopedic Hardware and Other Medical Devices Perioperative personnel should collect and handle explanted orthopedic hardware and medical devices according to facility policies and procedures, manufacturer's guidelines, and local, state, and federal regulations. If the patient requests to keep his or her hardware after it is removed, the RN circulator should send it to the sterile processing department to be cleaned and sterilized first. Additionally, Explanted medical devices are subject to medical device tracking regulations. The RN circulator should document the explant and fill out any appropriate paperwork to report it to the manufacturer or other governing bodies. Radioactive specimens Perioperative personnel should handle radioactive specimens, for example, radioactive implants, in a way that minimizes occupational exposure to radiation. 
Personnel should use forceps to handle radioactive specimens and place them into sealed containers that are labeled, caution, radioactive material. Personnel should ensure radioactive specimens are not left in unattended areas. Perioperative personnel should also take precautions with specimens from patients receiving systemic chemotherapy or intraoperative chemotherapy irrigation, for example, hyperthermic intraperitoneal chemotherapy. Such specimens should be labeled accordingly, noting the need for chemotherapy precautions for 72 hours. Perioperative nurse leaders should ensure there is a facility policy specifically outlining how to handle and process radioactive specimens. Surgical Specimen Error Prevention Communication and collaboration are both vital to effective surgical specimen management. Multidisciplinary healthcare teams should have the common goal of providing safe, quality patient care at the forefront of all their decision-making. A task force that includes key internal stakeholders, such as perioperative nurses, surgeons, pathologists, surgical technologists, information technology staff members, and nurse managers, should assess, plan, implement, and evaluate specimen management policies and procedures. It is important to involve frontline staff members from both pathology and perioperative services when coordinating a specimen management plan and to implement a multifaceted approach that addresses technical and adaptive changes. Technical changes focus on systems, standardization, and technology, whereas adaptive changes address cultural factors such as personal values, attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. In one quality improvement initiative, Researchers highlighted the importance of implementing a multidisciplinary team approach and including personnel from nursing, medicine, pathology, information technology, administration, risk management, and quality improvement. The multidisciplinary approach resulted in a significant decrease in mislabeled specimens in medical surgical units, intensive care units, and the emergency department. However, there was not a significant decrease in the OR, which researchers noted was most likely attributed to the lack of uniformity in labeling processes. Root Cause Analysis, RCA When an error related to surgical specimen management occurs, the nurse manager should conduct an RCA to determine the cause or causes of the error. An RCA is a retrospective analysis that includes a comprehensive review of the event to identify contributory factors and causation and to make recommendations that can be implemented for process improvement. When conducting an RCA, personnel should assess and correct system issues. Placing blame on individuals should not be the focus. Focusing on system issues allows personnel to ascertain if a lack of standardized procedures contributed to the failure or if current practice is not aligned with guidelines and recommended standards. If an employee made an error, that individual should receive coaching, counseling, or discipline, if indicated, to ensure accountability. Staff members should be involved in these event reviews because this allows them to learn from mistakes and promote staff member engagement and awareness of proper specimen management. Additionally, a variety of disciplines should be involved in an RCA, thus bringing various perspectives to the discussion and decision-making process. A proactive approach. 
In addition to reviewing previous errors and examining system flaws and failures to learn from mistakes, the entire perioperative team also should make it a goal to prevent surgical specimen errors from occurring. Facility leaders should conduct proactive risk analyses and focus on key concepts and interventions to reduce or eliminate errors. For example, effective communication among OR team members is extremely important. Therefore, a risk analysis examining team member communication during the preoperative period may be beneficial to identify any breakdowns. One component of effective communication is the use of the write-down readback technique. The World Health Organization encourages perioperative nurses to use this technique when communicating with a surgeon regarding specimen identification. This double-check practice supports the application of redundancy to the specimen management cycle, thereby preventing miscommunication. During this communication exchange, nurses should note the exact location of each specimen, for example, prostate biopsies with a grid diagram, especially when the location is critical information that could greatly affect a patient's treatment plan. Another proactive risk assessment strategy is to identify system weaknesses through a failure mode and effects analysis, which enables the perioperative team to identify potential failures in processes, the likelihood of their occurrence, and associated risks. When conducting a failure mode and effects analysis, the team should list every step in the process with the goal of eliminating steps that offer no benefits. After eliminating these steps, the team should assess critical steps and potential failure points. Facilities can use an improvement initiative, such as the Lean methodology, to streamline and standardize processes. Lean methodology can improve workflows by helping users focus on value-adding steps and eliminate non-value-adding steps, such as redundancies, waste, and inefficiencies. The Institute of Medicine discusses the need for facilities to address and redesign poor systems or processes by assessing workflows via value stream mapping. Value stream mapping, that is, process flow maps, helps users outline current processes, including any variations, which allows teams to address potential gaps and identify areas of opportunity. The Plan-Do-Check-Act model is one example of a conceptual framework that may serve as an effective guide for process improvement. To address an area for improvement, a plan is chosen and implemented, the results are analyzed, and the outcomes are solidified. After instituting clear evidence-based policies and procedures, the affected personnel should adhere to them consistently. Another proactive approach to surgical specimen management is the use of technology, such as barcoded identification and tracking systems. The Joint Commission recommends facilities use these systems because barcoding can help reduce specimen misidentification. Educating staff members is another proactive strategy that helps increase awareness of evidence-based practices and potential errors and assists with ensuring competency. Perioperative nurse leaders should educate staff members on fundamental principles related to surgical specimen management during orientation, annually, and as needed. In addition, leaders should provide paper or electronic reference guides as resources. It may also be helpful to provide regular reminders to staff members via the use of computer screensavers. Ensuring sustainability. A sustainment plan is a crucial component of surgical specimen management. 
data analysis and transparency, which can be achieved via the use of audits, can help ensure compliance with specimen management protocols. Perioperative nurse leaders can obtain, monitor, and trend data via runner control charts and dashboards that provide a visual representation of gains or additional areas of opportunity related to identified quality care outcomes. This plan should include continued data transparency to support error prevention and continued awareness of the potential for errors related to surgical specimen management. Data transparency with staff members allows them to learn from errors while also witnessing improvements and gains, thus reinforcing the positive effect that these process improvements can have on patient outcomes. Conclusion Perioperative nurses play an essential role as patient advocates in the OR. Accurate surgical specimen management is a primary responsibility of the perioperative nurse, and surgical specimen errors committed in the preanalytic phase have a direct relationship with perioperative nursing care. Safe surgical specimen management requires strict adherence to established policies and best practices. When surgical specimens are not managed properly, adverse patient outcomes can occur. Effective surgical specimen management should include a multifaceted, multidisciplinary process that is based on sound evidence and results in safe, quality patient care.